Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to another Toonami Preflight where we're going to talk about Time, time loops, loopings. baby. Looping. Um, I was going to do time and space, space time. Start that all over again. But yeah. Oh, like, I could, you're going to, yeah, I get it. But eh, you too much don't t- care enough to commit to the yeah. bit at that level. Nah. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Urusei Yatsura 2, Beautiful Dreamer, uh, the Urusei Yatsura movie. The second. The second one of four. Um, and then we're going to do some sneak six. peeks. Oh, yeah, you're right. There are six. Um, so let's start off this episode by our discussion of, with, with, not by, with our discussion of Urusei Yatsura 2, Beautiful Dreamer. Um, so Urusei Yatsura had kind of a weird and complicated, of course, any anime that was big in the 80s had a weird and complicated history in general, but then definitely, if it made it to the U.S., was even more convoluted. So how I knew Urusei Yatsura was as Lum, right? because that's the name of the character, the, the alien woman, Lum. Uh, and Viz Manga, I guess, originally brought the manga over here and called it Lum because they felt it was easier to say than Urusei Yatsura. Which, and they're correct. Which it is. Um, but it didn't do well because I guess it was watered down or for whatever reason it didn't. Um, however, in Japan, it was a massive hit. So it was based on a manga by uh, Rumiko Takahashi, who was the creator of Ranma. She's the creator of like so, uh, tons and tons of hugely famous anime. Um, she's amazing. Um, so some people say this is her finest work. I actually think Ranma is, but um, it's very similar to Ranma in that it's got a lot of humor, it's got a lot of mythology. It's got a lot. It's very character based. Um, yeah. And not, you're not talking about this movie. You mean no? Like just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean this, the movie has a lot of humor too. Well, no. I'm saying like her finest work. Yeah. Since this is right. Not, no, the movie's yeah. different. So the show ran for I don't know how many episodes. I mean, there's <laughs> a long time. Twelve OVAs. So it's yeah. It ran for a long time. It was a huge years. yeah, hugely popular show. There were six movies. The first movie uh, was directed by uh, Oshi who is, of course, the legendary director of Ghost in the Shell and Pat Labor and those other things. Um, he worked on the show, and then he was asked to direct the first movie. He directed the first movie, which did well and was well-received, but he wasn't happy with his experience. Right. He felt like he was too much of a slave to the... That it was more work for hire. Yeah, he didn't feel he could put enough of himself into it. So when he was asked back to do the sequel, he basically looked back on what he had done with the first movie and was like, well, I regret doing it that way. So what I'm going to do with this is I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And that's what he did. So for Urusei Yatsura 2, he basically completely rewrote the story to turn it into this philosophical 
much more slowly paced. I mean, it's got a lot of the humor that the regular show has, but it's way there's way more slow contemplative scenes, and there's a lot of philosophical discussions. It very much feels like an Oshi film. Yeah. So he, in a way, he made Rumiko Takahashi really mad because he. Took her characters and her story and was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do this with it," and like did whatever he wanted and didn't take any. He wrote it himself, didn't ask anyone's opinion, turned it in, was like, "This is the movie I'm making," and just made it. Yeah. And so when it was released, uh, fans of the show, the hardcore otaku fans, uh, as you would call them nowadays, weebs, were really mad. Uh, And he got they sent him razor blades in the mail. There was a mail campaign where they sent him fucking razor blades. I miss those days. Yeah. um, So no, now they just send you a razor blade online and you get thousands of them. But 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 so it 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 did okay, but it was not well received by fans. But then sort of in later and then as a result, Oshi was like, well. I'm done with this. I'm going to move on to my own projects, which ultimately probably yeah, was he, for the best. I mean, it was a good call. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the show went on. They made more movies. They made more OVAs. Um, but when people look back at this character, this movie is one of the first things anyone brings up. So it's definitely taken on a life of its own later on. It was just one of those things that in the moment it wasn't that well received by people who expected it to be something. Yeah. And then later, it grew in stature as people realized, you know, the the value. And also probably looking back after Oshid made several other... Yeah, after people realized that, oh, this guy was a master. It wasn't just a guy doing whatever the fuck he wanted. It was... So this movie has recently been remastered and re-released by Discotech. But prior to that, it had been released on home video in the 90s by Central Park Media, I believe. And so I think we have the English trailer... Um, for Urusei Yatsura 2 from Central Park Media, we can check out. Then I'll show you the Japanese trailer for the theatrical release. Let's check it out. Things are a mess for you because you think time and space are objective things. Fact is, time is simply a creation of your human consciousness. Now, what if there ain't no human beings anywhere in the world? Uh, Wouldn't clocks and calendars be a waste? (laughs) Maybe there ain't no such thing as time that flows in one direction. My miso soup, you pig! feeling you get sometimes when you walk through a town you've never been to before? You encounter a scene that feels like you've seen it before? Do you feel that what you're doing now is something you've been doing over and over, repeating events exactly? It's almost as if we're the only people left in the world. That is a 90s That's, anime trailer. Yeah. So let's check out uh, the ni- the 80s uh, movie trailer in Japanese, which I think is way better and feels 
super duper Japanese. Let's check it out. So yeah, very Japanese uses yeah. the theme song and all that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the movie itself. I have some clips I want to compare and contrast to this movie and another movie, but why don't you tell us about the plot? So the, if you don't know these characters and haven't seen um, the first movie, Only You, this is not a great place to start with a story because they don't catch you up on shit. They do reenact the scene where Lum... Uh, where he basically the the main character Ataru the show's premise is essentially the alien the earth was being invaded by aliens with these horns and there was a contest and if any human could touch Lum's horns could grab both of her horns then they would stop the alien invasion I don't know why <laughs> who cares yeah. but uh, the main character Ataru wants to get married to his fiance and the only way she basically challenges him, if you want to marry me, then be the person to touch her horns. And he actually does manage to touch Lum's horns, and he says, great, now I can get married. And Lum thinks... To her. to That he means to yeah. her. So she's like, I accept, we're going to get married in front of the whole world. And so the aliens are like, great, now there's peace. So he has no choice but to be married to her. She's incredibly jealous of his time. He's a total dumbass shithead. Uh, even Takahashi's like, I wanted to explore the idea of a, of a woman being married to a total moron. And I'm like, well, you did it. Nailed it. Um, I'm sure a lot of women have that experience. But they, uh, he basically tries to cheat on her all the time. She gets really mad and shocks him. A lot of the comedy relief is based on that. And they sort of return to that at one moment. But if you didn't already know the setup, they're like, yeah. they figure you're just, you're on board already. Yes, because it's the, it's the opening scene of the movie is... 
them Preparing getting ready for, for this school festival. That, like Halloween festival. Yeah. They're all in costumes, and you it's it's like you started a reel into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Having not seen the first one, it's if literally you, like starting a movie halfway. Right. But then once the main story gets going, yes. Yeah, so that it ends of... up, and how we ended up talking about time loops eventually is that the whole world starts shutting down, and it's just these people, and they're uh, riding the turtle to get to the dragon place, and so it's it's an ancient, I guess, myth in Japan that as you dream, yeah, you take this journey, and the demon. What's the yeah, there's the myth is the, it's based on an ancient myth. The, the myth is a, is the story of a of a man who meets a, a person on a journey who lets him sleep somewhere, and when he wakes up, a hundred years have gone by. Right, and he's a demon. And, he, and, and the person was a demon. So this is basically Lum is having a dream, and in her dream, she has all of her friends and her fiancé there, so they're all dreaming with her, and this demon creature, he's mythological, he's less of a demon than more of a spirit, he basically constructs this reality in which they live the same day over and over and over because in her mind that was perfect. Right. You know, why I could just live this perfect day forever. So what he he's obsessed with Lum, so he freezes her basically in this moment because he thinks it will make her happy, but he also thinks it's a ridiculous ask. So he wants to see what if you think if you think nothing ever changing is perfect, let me show you what it would really be like, which would obviously be stasis, which right. sucks. So it gets into all kinds of questions about time and fate and what is reality. And which is how you start seeing, if you're a super big fan of the show and yeah. you went to see this movie, you're yeah. like, what the if fuck? If you went to see goofy relationship-based comedy and you instead got... Uh, spirit having a philosophical yeah. argument with Ataru about the nature of reality, you weren't. You know, those two things don't necessarily connect. However, I thought it was great. Um, so, but first, I want to show you a clip. So, first, let's look at clip number four, guys. First, let's look at the clip of this is they are trying to figure out at this point in the story, they're trying to figure out like why does this day keep happening? Why does the grocery store now never run out of groceries? Why is there still power when no one's here? Like why? So they somehow find a Harrier jet. <laughs> Don't ask why. Oshi well, they start off with a tank. So it's- yeah. Oshi obviously just likes Harriers and they decide to fly over to see if they can fly out of town. And when they do, they basically see that the entire town that they're in is all that there is in the universe and that it is on a turtle's back which is sort of a mythological reference moving through space so this gives you a shot of what it looks like and then i want to show you something else so let's let's look at that scene So, now, Take keep that. in mind what you just saw. Now we're going to show you a scene from Dark City where they reveal what Dark City looks like.
does that seem familiar? Yeah. It seems familiar. Inspired by. Yeah. I know that Dark City based... I mean, Dark City is basically an anime. Yeah. Dark City obviously rips most of its story off from Akira, but I just thought it was interesting when I rewatched this movie. I was like, holy shit, I forgot that Dark City wholesale stole this concept an and design to. from this movie. But anyway, uh, so there you go. Urusei Yatsura 2 still influencing people years later. Um, worth a, worth a shot. Just know worth worth checking out. One of the better anime movies really ever. But just know that if you don't know anything about the show, there's a steep learning curve to to get into it. Yeah, or just watch the first movie and then watch this movie. Yeah. It'll be fine. Um, so that leads us to our question of the week, uh, which is, what's your favorite time loop movie? Um, so there aren't a ton of time loop movies. So we kind of had to get creative with our choices if we weren't going to repeat previous choices because we have discussed. We should have done that because there's a time loop. Yeah. Well, we're stuck in pre-flight so, over and yeah, over and over, over and over. And you're stuck watching it. Uh, so the difference between time travel movie and a time loop movie, sometimes they're the same thing, obviously. But to us, a time loop movie is basically you're performing some of the same actions over and over again to get it right. So. There are movies where that's the whole focus, and then there are time travel movies like The Terminator where that's not really a time loop movie. Yeah. It's just a time travel movie. The math always gets a little fuzzy. Yeah. But anyway, so that was our rationale. You can say it doesn't work. That's fine. We can go back in time and fix it. Um, So the first up, I'm going to talk about a movie we've both talked about before, uh, and that is, of course, Rian Johnson's Looper, which is a, a great time loop movie. It's sort of... Basically, you know that it's a time travel movie, but you don't, you're not aware that it's going to loop all the way back on, onto itself until the very end. It ends up, Spoiler be, alert. it ends up being a giant time loop. Um, but I you mean, know, they tell you in the title. So it's, well, I mean, they call the hitmen loopers because they basically go, yeah, they, they, they basically are sent people. People are sent from the future back to them, back in time. For them to kill, and yeah. eventually, time travel they, hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, but it is, it and eventually be. they get. Eventually, they will get sent themselves when they're older, and they will end up killing themselves. Yeah, uh, which they is get so, silver every time yeah. it's somebody, and then they get gold when it's themselves. So the story of this, the, the story of this movie is that Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt play the same person, a younger version and an older version. Bruce Willis is sent back in time to be killed by himself but doesn't he basically wants to stop the person that caused his wife to get killed so he won't let his younger self kill him so the movie ends up being a chase between his younger self and his older self um and there's a whole bunch of time travel stuff um so here's a trailer Uh, if you haven't seen it you really should rian johnson's great uh he did the last jedi which some of you really liked some of you I didn't, liked it. but Looper is great and probably was what got him the job. So let's check out the trailer. This time travel crap just fries your brain like an egg. Loopers. Specialized assassins. You are the youngest Looper I ever hired. This kid just like an animal. He looked at me. I could see. Like seeing it happen on the TV. The bad version of your life, like a vision I can see. How you turn bad. So I changed it. 
I cleaned you up and put a gun in your hand. Loopers. When they need someone gone and they want to erase any trace of the target ever existed. I'm gonna fix this! I'm gonna find him! I'm gonna kill him! The only rule is never let your target escape. Hunt them down. But every second that passes is bad. Even if your target is you. This is my life now. I earned it. You had yours already, so why don't you do what old men do and die? Just take your little gun out from between your legs and do it. Boy. I could go see that shit again right now. (laughs) I couldn't find a better trailer, so I apologize. Um, And then next up is Edge of Tomorrow, which is a great, totally overlooked um, time travel movie. Uh, I think one of the best movies of that year. They uh, got caught in their own time loop and changed the name once yeah, they realized how think, fucking terrible Edge of Tomorrow was. Yeah, they they now it's called Live, Die, Repeat. If you look for it on iTunes, it originally was supposed to be called All You Need Is Kill, which is the name, is of, the the name book, of the book the that it's based on, which is a fucking awesome name that would have had people at least more curious than Edge of Tomorrow, which sounds like nothing. So the plot of this movie is that aliens are invading the Earth and they have the ability to manipulate time. Tom Cruise's character is a PR weasel who is basically pisses off a general. The general sends him to the front lines of this alien invasion, assuming he's going to die, which, in fact, he does. But when he dies, the aliens that kill him, the alien that kills him dies at the same time and its blood sprays on him. And something about its blood allows him to have that ability that the aliens have to basically rewind time and replay an event until they can get it right. So basically they, what the aliens do is they literally try different things and just rewind time until they find the one way that's going to help them win. So Tom Cruise is a person who's never fought a day in his life and suddenly is the key to basically figuring out how to stop this war through his ability to die over and over and over again. As soon as he dies, he wakes up at the exact same time on the exact same day. So um, a cool idea, very well executed. Uh, if you like the cruiser, it's a good time. If you don't like the cruiser, I don't think he ruins it. Um, so let's check out. This is a like a master cut. So if you haven't seen the movie, this is a spoiler. Uh, this is a master cut of all of his dying and waking up because I think it shows a good idea of what he goes through in his time loop. Ah! 
with my boot hit Come find me when you wake up. Jump! Then you better start over, don't you? What? I just... Oh, hold on. Hold on. Listen. Listen. Okay, do it. Again. 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 Oh. Just wait, wait. I think I'm okay. On your feet, maggot. Maggot. Maggot, I'm trying to be nice to you, Maggot. Now move. You okay, Cage? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Your leg's broken. No, I, I can still feel my toes. Come on. Yeah, so I like that movie. Uh, they're making a sequel, um, but a great time the day loop. after the Edge of Tomorrow. I agree, <laughs> the damn <laughs> a great time loop movie. And then finally, uh, I wanted to talk about Duncan Jones' great source code. Um, Duncan Jones did his David Bowie's son. Uh, he did Moon, which is great. He did Source Code, and they did the Warcraft movie, which was less well received. Uh, and then a little lofty in its in its goals. Yeah, and then he did uh, that Netflix movie recently. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Um, he had a good run. So Source Code is it's technically not a time travel movie. So, but it is a time loop movie. So the the main character played by Jake Gyllenhaal is a marine whose body has been mortally wounded. He is being used as a part of an experimental program. His brain is plugged into a simulation, and basically they're trying to figure out someone has bombed a commuter train and killed hundreds of people, and they have a technology whereby uh, a person can they can construct basically reconstruct the personalities of everyone on the train based on their personal info and they in, they plug Jake Gyllenhaal in with a person whose per, original personality was simpatico with his and basically they can replay the last 8 minutes of of that timeline over and over and over again to try out different scenarios so that Jake Gyllenhaal can figure out who this bomber was so 
Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't know initially that he is inside a simulation. He's not. He doesn't know what's going on. So sometimes he's in this room and he's being given orders by his captain, but the room is only in his mind. He's. It's like a construct so that they can give him orders. So then there's a question of whether or not he should be forced to... Basically, the doctor that has him doing this wants him to finish this mission, wipe him, and then start all over again. And his handler, the military person that's his handler, wants to unplug him when this is done so that he can die. So yeah. it's super fun. Um, a good movie, though, and it's got a great a bunch of time-looping train crashes. So let's <laughs> check out the trailer for um, Source Code. Hey, Shaw. Hey, I took your advice. It was very good advice. Sean? Sean? Look, I can see that you think you know me, but I don't know who you are. My name is Captain Coulter Stevens. You're kind of freaking me out. No, 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 no. Talk to me, Sean. I don't know who Sean is, and I don't know who you are. Captain Stevens. Where am I? You are inside the source code. What is the source code? It's a computer program, Captain. Source code enables you to cross over into another man's identity in the last eight minutes of his life. At 7.48 this morning, a bomb exploded on a train outside of Chicago, killing everyone on board. A man named Sean Fentress was on that train. He is now you. Think, Captain, remember back. Who bombed the train? I don't know who bombed the train. Then try again. Wait, no. I... So, what do you think? It's the same train, but it's different. We've been informed there'll be another attack in six hours. If you find the bomber, the next attack can be prevented. Concentrate on the passengers in your car. Look for ones who seem nervous. As always, you will have eight minutes. Eight minutes, and then I blow up again. What would you do if you knew you had less than eight minutes to live? I'd make those seconds count. I want to go back in. I'm going to save her. You can't. It doesn't work that way. Christina is dead. She doesn't have to be. You cannot alter this reality while inside the source code. I'm asking you to have the decency to let me try. What's going on? He's in trouble. Tell me everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Bad trailer, good movie. Yeah. So those are some of my favorite time loop movies. Nice. Uh, first for me is Happy Death Day, uh, which came out last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Landon who did the Paranormal Activity movies. Um, the guy who made the Scream mask made this mask as well. And he's I, good at making creepy masks. And he was uh, he and his wife were having a baby. And he's like, I guess I just had babies on my mind. And he made this ward <laughs> into the office and I mean, scared I the shit out of everybody. And they're like, yep, okay. I agree that babies it. are fucking terrifying. And um, So this movie is uh, a college student, tra- Tree. She wakes up uh, after a night of drinking in a... Debauchery. Uh, another student's room. Uh, it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. And she goes through her day and lots of stuff happens. And then she gets killed and wakes up the same day. So her uh, mission is to get out of her time loop is to solve her own murder. And it just sort of 
goes from there. Um, it's a fun movie. There's a lot of much like any uh, like what Groundhog Day sort of set the tone of. I mean, you need some hilarious. It's very much more like Groundhog Day because there's no yeah. reason ultimately given. Just like you have to figure out true love. It's right. like. Find true love. Yeah. We're going to relive the same day until you figure it out. Like, and, uh, there's no plot well, device. It's finding out who killed her. And along the way, <laughs> you find out love was always in her heart. Yeah. Um, so let's check out... Uh, I can't remember. Is this the trailer? I think I put the trailer in here. Let's <laughs> Okay. Cool. Oh, hey. You're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah. I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you look at a what? Sound global warming? You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. Me. Hey, you're up. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. So you can hear now. <gasps> Is everything okay? Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers. Car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows it. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead. You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are. Somebody was real excited about that transition at yeah. the end when they made that promo. They were like, and we go from the <laughs> eye to the cake graphic. It's like, that sucks, buddy. It's good shit. Uh, next for me is uh, a movie that came out in 1998. It didn't feel like it's really that old, but I guess it is uh, Run Lola Run from Tom Tickwer. Uh, yeah, it's old. Um, I thought it was feels more like 10 or 15 years, 20 years. It just I mean, goes by in a blink. Have you seen Fonka Jansen lately? Yeah. She looks like she's aged twenty years. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Just she just Jeez. looks. She just looks like an uh, like her age, like I do. Like you know, just stop. Way better than me. <laughs> like I do. I mean, look, I'm sexy, but I'm not. You know, yeah, I'm not going to run in a tank top for a movie. Anymore. I think you could. Yeah, maybe. Um, so the premise of this movie is Lola's boyfriend is a 
petty criminal and not very good at it. And he accidentally loses 100,000 Deutschmarks, uh, which in today's money, I think would be more like 125,000 Deutschmarks. Um, and she has to f- raise it in 20 minutes or, or they're going to kill him. And so she starts running uh, and then she runs a lot. So this movie is sort of three. She gets three chances or do overs or however you want to look at it. Um, so it's more like it's like an exploration of three different ways it could have gone basically and then they leave you with the one that was happiest but or it's not there's no it, agents she doesn't know she has more chances there's but no, she knows she not, can there's not a plot of like i can redo this it yeah. just literally cuts to her redoing it once right. she dies and then it's and like then oh, she's, she's redoing. making she different has no choices awareness that she's doing it a second time you know what i mean like i think the movie is more just looking at it's like, what if she did it this way? Because they also show her bumping into other people right. and how her butterfly effect. Like, I don't think it's her looping through time. I think it's the director saying the director's really the one who's looping through time because he's saying, what if it went this way? What if it went that way? You know what I mean? No. Let's you think out. she has an awareness that she's in a time loop in this movie? Yeah, I think she's making conscious decisions each time to knowing do things that in a different she way. Did it, knowing that she died before. Yeah. Well, you're you're totally wrong about that. Okay, let's check out the trailer. I think you should watch the movie again. I was laughing at the quote that was promising filmmaker since Fassbender, like a legend. And Tom Twyker is a good filmmaker, but like I think at this point, 20 years down the line, we can see that that prediction of him being the next Fassbender. Maybe mistake. Maybe a little. Just a touch. Also, she does not know she's in a loop. You're wrong. Noted. People should watch this movie and hit Gil up at Stupid Gil on Twitter and tell him he's wrong. Okay. Or hit me up and then I'll add him. Just to let him know, this other person also knows you're wrong. Just as many people as I can gather. That'll be a fun little Twitter game for you. Yeah, and then you could pretend you could go back in time and do it right. Just saying, just a thought, a little thought. So uh, let's fuck you. I have another pick. (laughs) I was just gonna move on. You blew it. Groundhog Day. (laughs) It's the Groundhog Day meets Groundhog Day movie. (laughs) Um. Now he actually knows he's in a time loop. Makes a big difference in the story, the way that you behave when you know when you know you're in a loop. 
first one you know this is really i'm bothering. just saying no just brought it up I, just Bring it'll it. be okay no, just i don't you're messing it up no i just hate to see you fail no you don't well okay no i don't um let's watch the scene where he figures out that he's in the time loop but the big question on everybody's lips yeah, chat chap- lips See the groundhog? Yeah. Think it'll be an early spring. <laughs> Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. <gasps> don't mess with me, pork chop. <sighs> what day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sleep well, Mr. Connors? Did I sleep well? Would you like some coffee? Yes, please. I think I'll have a double. I hope you enjoy the festivities. There's talk of a blizzard. Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. No, that's okay. Thank you. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? I'd say the chance of departure is 80%. 7580. Excuse me. Excuse me. Where's everybody going? To Gobbler's Knob. It's Groundhog Day. It's still just once a year, isn't it? I get a little sad when I watch this movie because it broke apart the beautiful friendship of Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, but then they did it? Yes, because he hated doing the scenes over and over so many times? No, I don't know. I I know there was a big thing about him being like, it was so tiring to do the same fucking scene, because you already as an actor do the same They fought over the tone, like Harold Ramis wanted to be I think a more straightforward comedy and Bill Murray wanted to be a darker Uh comedy and I also think Bill Murray's kind of a dick, so he just was like never again yeah i just i remember reading bill murray saying like as an actor you do a scene like 10 times anyway so then you're doing that same scene nine different ways 10 times each so yeah. by the end you're just want to blow your brains out and right I was like yeah see in this one he's trapped in the same day over and over and over again but run little like, run it's really more like, like happy death day it's really just he's uh, trapped in an editor's she's trapped in an editor's construct yeah <laughs> uh let's see what uh the tsunami no no what do we do first adult swim facebook's Picks. Top five. Yeah. Groundhog Day, Looper, Doctor Strange. I guess there is. I forgot, but I guess yeah. there is Donnie Darko, which technically Donnie Darko is an alternate universe, but it's sort of a time loop, and I never saw Butterfly Effect, so I couldn't tell you. Did you see Butterfly Effect? Fuck no. <laughs> Let's check out uh, Toonami Facebook. See how they did. 
Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow, Back to the Future, Happy Death Day, Donnie Darko. All good choices, pretty much. Back to the Future... It's not really a time loop, either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess... There are parts of it that kind of do. Actually, by the time you get to Back to the Future 2, it technically is a time loop movie, because it's all about the effects but, that he went the first time and constantly going But that's back. just more time traveling. Like, it's... Well, any time travel movie that goes on long enough, I think, becomes a time loop movie, because it's always them going back to try to fix... Yeah. What they screwed up, right? It's no Miss Peregrine's Home for Imaginary Children or whatever that time loop movie. <laughs> Imaginary <is>. Children. <laughs> the uh... oh, that's good. So, thank you for your picks, and let's talk about our this week's sneak peeks. Uh, we're in a time loop of of seeing sneak peeks. Um, so, first up is a promo, topical promo for this week's episode of Dragon Ball Super, which premieres Saturday at ten thirty. That's episode seventy four. Let's check that out. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. So, what's a mind parasite? They're bad. This one's name is Watagash. Once he finds a host and merges with them, he gives them superhuman powers. This little parasite once took down a whole planet. Now all my sensors tell me that he's hiding right here on Earth. Dragon Ball Super, this Saturday at 10.30. Only tsunami on Adult Swim. I want a mind parasite. I think you have one. Make me destroy it. I haven't destroyed the city, though. Well, yet. That's uh, true. It's maybe one day. It's a slow burn. I aspire to full mind parasiticness. Yeah. Um, so next up is a topical promo for this week's episode of My Hero Academia. That's episode 113. That'll premiere Saturday night at 11. Let's check that out. On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. What's wrong? Not attacking me? Didn't you say you were going to clear this level earlier? Well, come and get me. He can't beat them. He's bluffing. What? Are you scared? Consider this revenge for what you did to Nomo. My Hero Academia, Saturday at 11. Where is everyone? I need backup. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. He needs a time loop is what he needs. Yeah. Um, and then next up we have a promo for this week's episode of Pop Team Epic, a.k.a. the weirdest show on TV right now. Uh, and that'll be episode six of Pop Team Epic, and that's going to air Saturday at midnight. So let's check that craziness out. On the next all-new episode of Pop Team Epic. Wow, now that was truly surprising. Pop Team Epic, Saturday at midnight. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then we're very excited to finally be able to uh, start showing little bits of Attack on Titan Season 3. So we have a teaser here for Attack on Titan Season 3. So let's check that out. weeks see more titans eat more people yeah uh and then finally we have the trailer for the new season of uh jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable Uh, and this was edited by sarah sarah so check it out something evil is lurking in this town in a gruesome chain of horrific incidents the death count has risen to seven 
Catastrophic danger is closing in as we speak. <laughs> What the hell? Who let you in here? Great. I'm in the mood for a brawl. Back off if you know what's good for you. This kid's power is unreal. You think you've won, but he'll be here to butcher you into bloody pieces soon enough. Who is he? Oh, you'll find out. He's the one who gave me this power. There's someone out there who can bestow the power of a stand? My moment has finally arrived. Say goodbye to this world. You are not getting away! If you want to piss me off, keep running! Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Diamond is Unbreakable. Premiering August 18th at 12.30. You and your prissy-ass hair are getting ripped apart! What the hell did you just say about my hair? Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Jojo remaining as lovely, loving, uh, as lovably insane as ever. Yeah, don't fuck with a man's hair. <laughs> and then finally, we have another edition of Mobile on the Move with Dana Swanson, the voice of Sarah, and this is part two of her journey to find Pokemon in real life. Yeah, right, or just. Animals is or animals, typically which she calls them Pokemon, but yeah. she means animals, Pokemonsimals. So let's let's check it out. Hey, it's part two of Pokemon Go IRL, or in this case, an entire segment dedicated to the San Diego Cat Jetty. I'm gonna call this one Nekoitsume IRL. Hmm, I eat just. She's the best. I heard about this place from one of the cat rescuers that I follow on Instagram. And basically, it's this fishing jetty that is full of about 30 or so rock-loving community cats that have been trapped, neutered, and returned, or TNR'd for short. Um, there's a group of people that care for these sweet angels, but to keep the population down, the address isn't really fully public. You kind of have to be in the know. Basically, if people figured out this was some sort of like cat hang, they might just start dumping stray cats, and there's more and more to care for, and the population grows. Which the goal is for it to not. All right, I'm gonna level with you. Unless you've got like a sassy Fran and a cardboard cafe, don't dump cats places. Okay, I, I put this stuff in my luggage.、Uh, some old、uh, Forrester food. That I had and some dry catnip. I'm calling all of this just thrifty bits because that's the cheap stuff in Nekoitsume. So here's all my thrifty bits that I traveled with. I got a few facts from locals and then made my first attempt. So somebody told me、uh, that there are skunks here, too, not to get sprayed. So here I am at the cat jetty, the J cats, looking for them, and、uh, I brought brought some of my cat food. <laughs> So、uh, we're gonna see if this leftover cat food that Forrester wouldn't eat will attract some jetty cats, but apparently also skunks. Yeah, you heard that right, skunks. So I didn't really do much crawling on the rocks. Okay, so Pokemon-wise, you got cats, you got skunks, and now you've also got pigeons. Nobody warned me about the pigeons. Fish maybe okay, but pigeons? Here's what happened when I tried to like loosely lob some. Cat kibble in the air. Yeah, pidgeys everywhere. Get out! You guys are assholes. Okay, so maybe the pidgeys don't like catnip, but the wind does. Anyway, here's some of my day one cats. Not a ton. 
After the kind of frustrating first trip, I consulted another local on the ways to fight the cat jetty friction. He recommended wet food. The cats smell it, they dig it, they love it, they're into it. Uh, going closer to sunset. So I adjusted my timing a little bit by about an hour or so.、Uh, staying away from skunks, somehow achieved that, even knowing me. And I added a bonus trick that I use at home, and that's catnip spray. So as a Lyft driver picked me up from the pet store, I explained that I was going to this weird cat hang, and the location wasn't really like a serial killer place. I just like wanted to feed these community cats. He got so excited that he like turned off his、uh, his meter and wanted to join me. And I was like, okay, any guy that wants to feed cats is probably not a serial killer either. So, hi, Stephen. You're not a serial killer. Hey, everybody. This is Stephen, my Lyft driver. What up? <laughs> I feel bad if that was not your name.、Uh, and he decided this would be fun, so we're we're doing this together. Yup. Take two、Good、on the、times. cat jetty. Attempt two is so much better. I got to put wet food in bowls and even put some of that old crusty dry food in bowls, and they still ate the thrifty bits. Also, the crown jewel, catnip spray. Those are some high little Joe DiMaggio's. Yes, it's a cat from the game. I want to take a moment to thank Tsunami Preflight for letting me carry out my real life Neko Itsume obsession. I didn't photograph all 30 of the Jetty cats to put them in my photo booth or get their mementos or anything, but I really enjoyed my trip out there. This is a dream job. I also didn't have to catch a stinky mon other than smelling one towards the end. However, I did smell like wet cat food at a party where I was meeting lots of people. So sorry. This has been my SDCC video diary slash IRL mobile on the move. If you've got games that you want to see me try to IRL adapt, then hey, hit me up at, at @danaswanswan on the Twits or even the Instagram. Just don't send me too many creepy videos because I'll block you. Yeah, instead of pocket monsters, they're just lovable. Monst- they're monsters.、Animals. Just monsters, monster pets, yeah, neo pets.、Uh, that's it for this week.、Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode, and、uh, we invite you to join us at that time. It's a very cordial invitation. Yeah, I accept. Bye. Tsunami every Saturday night from ten thirty p.m. to four a.m. 